welcome to the CLS Experience. I'm your host, Craig Siegel. I'm a born and raised New Yorker who achieved success with multiple businesses, but I crave something deeper. So I dedicated myself to personal growth and transformation by revamping my mindset. I went from being unable to run a mile to conquering four marathons the following year. Now, I want to help others manufacture big breakthroughs of their own. All right, let's get nuts, guys. Uh, let's make John feel a little weird, but also make him feel at home. Uh, how do I even introduce John? How do I do this justice? Guys, when I reinvented myself and started CLS and really created a whole new life, not just career, but a whole new life, John was somebody I really gravitated towards for many reasons. Um, one of them being, I love the way he operates with integrity, his content, his soul, just, I just connected with. And maybe most importantly, he's become one of my best friends where, and I'll be straight up with you guys. Like when I was negotiating the Wiley book deal and all that, John was somebody I consulted with just to get advice from because I, I value him that much. Um, and he's, he's been so selfless to me. And, and guys, I'm excited to welcome him in today. Let's blow up the chats and welcome him. I'll give him the introduction, but but I don't know if it's going to do him service, but but let's do it anyway. On today's episode of the CLS membership, we have a very exclusive treat. He's the king of spreading positivity and his optimistic aura is both contagious and beautiful. He's a multi-time best-selling author, speaker, teacher, and extraordinary leader. He's a master of altering your perspective to change your world from the inside out. He's an unbelievable listener, and he's the lead driver of the energy bus. He's a masterpiece builder and is the very best at facilitating love, serving, and caring. He's just a juggernaut in all facets of life and a terrific husband and father. Please welcome the dynamic, grateful, abundant, mindful, and super handsome juggernaut, John Gordon. How you doing, John? Thank you, Craig. I love that introduction. That's going to be my new one going forward. I love that. I did good by you? Yeah, I love it. I need to, need to add that to my bio now. I love it. How do you get more handsome by the day? What's your secret? <laughs> How do you even answer that? Um, <laughs> I, think it's good, I think it's good, clean living. It's, it's, it's a healthy diet, a lot, of, a lot of seafood. It's a lot of walking on the beach, a lot of exercising, a lot of pickleball with 20 and 30-year-olds like you. That, you know, that I have to go dominate, you know, being, being 52 now. So I do that. And then, um, and then I just think, you know, when you're living your purpose, you're living your passion, you're living from the inside out, not the outside in, uh, you start to flourish and you renew your mind on a daily basis. And when you, you renew your mind with spiritual things, not earthly things, that gives you the power to live in a more, a more abundant life. And that, comes along with health, happiness, joy, and the energy you radiate. I just got a little emotional just just hearing you speak like that because you're like the, one of the most genuine cats I've ever met. And I asked you a silly question, but you, of course, you gave the most thought-provoking, beautiful answer. I know you could be anywhere in the world. You're a very busy cat. Thank you for joining us in the CLS community today. This just came to mind if you're gaming up for it. Guys, the best takeaway from today's presentation with John, text it to me and, and I'll let him know. And John will send you a signed copy of one of his many best-selling books. Are you up for that, John? Just one. Sure. You got it. All right, cool. I put the taxi number, guys, in the chat. I, I know you guys know it already. 
Uh, there's so many places we can take this conversation. This is just too much fun. Uh, let's start with this. You ready for me, Johnny? I'm ready. Let's go. Why do you, and guys, I'm going to ask Sean a bunch of questions and then I'm going to open it up to you guys so you get access to him directly. I just want to ask a couple of questions that I think will be perfect for all of us to hear today. Johnny, why do you love to encourage others? Mm. I love to encourage others because that's my calling. That's who I am. That's what I'm meant to do. I am an encourager. So it's in my being to do it. So I love to do it. Some painters paint, right? Writers write. I am a writer. So I write. Musicians get songs and they love to compose. They love to create. Builders love to build. So I just love to encourage. And the word encourage means to put courage into. So when you're encouraging someone, you're putting courage into them. And also when you encourage yourself, you're putting courage into yourself. And that's essential too. And I think I love encouraging people because I needed encouragement in the course of my life. I need it now. I know how much I need it. And I know how much it helps others thrive and grow when you give that encouragement to them. So that's why I love doing it. And also, it just feels very natural to me. I believe everyone has a caring trademark, like your caring trademark that distinguishes you from others that causes you to stand out in this world. And some love to bake and bring cookies to work. Some love to listen. They're great listeners. Some love to, you know, inspire hope. For me, my trademark is encouragement. What was that? That's right. I can hear your thoughts. Have no fear. I'm going to tell you exactly where you can get weekly access to the CLS experience live in action. Drop in gems, nuggets, trainings, special celebrity and business mogul guest speakers, and maximum energy. We just launched the CLS membership. We have weekly Zooms with like-minded, growth-oriented juggernauts. Networking and absorbing all the wisdom via weekly Zooms. Head to CultivateLastingSymphony.com and then bang, enter your new network today. Let's grow together, you dig? Holy shit, I'm sorry. I just, every time you speak, it's like like an injection into my soul. I I love that answer uh, and I agree. And also it reminds me of like being a leader, like, in order to lead others, you kind of have to lead yourself first. And that reminded me of that. And I just, every now and then I want to read a comment in the chats because you'll never see comments like these. They're crazy. They're so loyal and they love you, Johnny. Jessica wrote, it's such a treat to hear your voice live. She just finished listening to, for the second time, Relationship Grit. Oh, wow. That's um, cool. Hell, yeah. Hell yeah. And, and guys, take some screenshots and stories of today's session. I will restore every single one. I'm sure John will restore a couple of great ones also. Johnny, what does it mean to be an over-believer? Yeah, I got that from from Dabo Sweeney, who was the coach of Clemson football, still the coach at Clemson. And Dabo was asked, hey, are you an overachiever? He said, no, I'm not an overachiever. I'm an over-believer. He believes so much in what's possible. It led him to become a national championship winning coach at Clemson, a guy who was a walk-on at Alabama as a player, a guy who was fired from his job, a guy who went into commercial real estate, who came to Clemson, was was basically a coordinator, was not even a, you know, a it was a, a basically a recruiting coordinator, not even a coordinator of offense and defense, gets the head coaching job and winds up believing in his players so much that they start to believe in themselves. Leadership 
is a transfer of belief. Remember that. Leadership is a transfer of belief. And so as a parent, you are transferring your belief to your kids. As a boss, you're transferring your belief to your team. And so Dabo, he believed so much in his team that they then believed in themselves. That's how they won two national championships. You have to have talent, right? Talent is important. It's why Georgia won the other night. But blowout. But yeah, blowout. Talent is important, but belief and talent. That's the key to having great success, plus culture. Culture drives talent and belief towards greatness. You got to have it all, but belief is essential. And I look back at my life. The only difference between me and someone else is that I believed. Craig, you believed in what was possible, and that's what caused you to create this. A lot of times, people don't believe, right? They have these ideas and impulses. They get they get these sort of hits like, hey, I should do this, but then they go, oh, I can't do that. They poo-poo the belief of what's possible. And so what happens when you do that is you cut off the flow of this positive, abundant energy that wants to move through you. You don't have faith and trust in God that God can make it possible for you. So you cut off that flow. And guess what? You stay where you are instead of moving towards what is meant for you and meant for your future. This is incredible. Uh, first of all, we're going to turn this into a podcast episode for sure. And also, um, I was a guest on a podcast yesterday, my good friend Kelly, who I actually met through you, ironically. Um, and he asked me what my superpowers were because I always ask everyone at the start of the show. And, and you just helped cultivate a breakthrough for me because I should have answered this, but I think self-belief is probably it. I just, when I look at the world now, and, and I wasn't always like that, but after my reinvention, so what I think what can go right I'm just not available for what can go wrong. And as a result, I just believe so firmly in myself and not in an arrogant way. I just believe that even if I don't know, I'm resourceful enough to find the answers like I, like I called you when I was working on the book deal and so forth. I didn't know it, but I know that I would do anything that it takes, obviously, ethically, morally, and all that to figure things out and to put my best foot forward. And for anybody, for everybody on this call today and a couple hundred that will catch replay, guys, self-belief, correct me if I'm wrong, John, but that's a skill that can be developed. Oh, yeah. It's something that you can develop. It's something that you can tune into every day. I would take walks when I was first starting out and I didn't have belief initially. And a lot of times we don't have belief because we feel unworthy. You don't feel like you deserve it. You feel unworthy to achieve it. And, and a big part of it is feeling worthy that you're here for a reason. You're worthy because you're here for a purpose. You're worthy because you're here to make a difference and make a difference in the lives of others. So I would take these walks like before a big speaking engagement early in my career. Like, who am I to be doing this? Who am I to be sharing this information? Why should they listen to me? You don't feel worthy. And I would say, you know what? I am worthy, not in myself, but worthy to make a difference, worthy to make an impact, worthy to say one thing that could change someone's life. So I became worthy in that. It wasn't about myself. It was about worthy and impacting others. And so that's what got me through it. That's what helped me overcome. And then, you know, from there, you're able to move forward with, with, a, with a different mindset that you can develop on a daily basis. Your brain, right? Your brain is the hardware. It's where activation happens. You have a soul mind, right? That is like the software. And then you have a spirit that powers and renews it all. So you got to tune in every day to the spirit that renews then your soul mind, which then transforms your brain. We have to take every thought captive. So negative thoughts come in. If you don't take them captive, they will take you captive. The negativity is going to come in every single day and you cannot allow it to take hold. So don't believe the lies. 
that those negative thoughts tell. I always ask professional athletes, do your negative thoughts come from you? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, if you really believe they come from you, who would ever choose to have a negative thought? Who would ever choose a negative thought? This blows people's minds. You would never choose one. The thoughts come in and you believe the lies and that's what causes you to be negative. That's why we got to speak truth to the lies, words of encouragement to the lies every single day. So I expect great things to happen. I trust in this plan for my life. I accept all the clients that want to work with me and benefit from my gifts and talents. Use me for your greater purpose to make an impact. And every day you're doing this on a daily basis, you're feeding yourself, you're renewing your spirit. You're not allowing the negativity to take hold, you literally transform your mind, your spirit, your soul when you're doing this. And so you do have to do it every single day. That's the key. And a lot of times we don't. And that's why you have someone who may have belief at one point in their life, but then they're so darn negative, you know, now because they've allowed the negativity to set in. This is awesome. Guys, I see you taking screenshots and tagging me. Um, this is incredible. I want to read a couple of the comments as well. Um, some of Johnny's favorite books are The Carpenter, uh, The Seed, and of course, Training Camp. In, in regards to what you just said, John, that's why there's such power in the second thought, right? Because the, the thoughts are random, thinking is not. So if the first one might be out of our control, we can then choose a better thought and a different thought. And by doing that, now we change our whole frequency and essentially our vibration and then our life, right? You just nailed it. I love that. The power of a second thought, because it's not the first thought. The first thought's not coming from you, but then you can choose the thoughts that are coming from you. What are you tuning into, right? Tune into the positive frequency, tune into love, tune into hope and joy, or you can tune into negativity, hopelessness, despair. You know, what's so interesting, Greg, that we have like these archetypes in our history, in our world, in the fabric of our existence. There's the story, the ancient Cherokee story of the two wolves, right? They fight all the time, which one is going to win. One's negative, one's positive. The one you feed the most. We also have the archetype of pop culture movies or TV shows where you have the angel on one shoulder and you have the devil on another <laughs> and they're both speaking to you. And which one will I listen to? Yeah. Well, those exist because those are what are really happening in the fabric of our soul. They're archetypes because they're part of and explaining the truth that every day you have the choice to tune into that positive frequency and the negative frequency. And I'm going to give people a little window, a little secret. This new book that I just finished, it's called The One Truth. It's going to be coming out in May. Literally Bye. just finished writing. And what I share in this is revolutionary because I share this. I just shared an Ed Milet's podcast too. will come out in a few weeks. Uncle the brain Ed. is an antenna. The brain is an antenna. I don't even think the book is available to pre-order right now. Somebody so write that in the chat, please. Yeah, I don't think it's even available right now. But the brain is an antenna. And once you understand the brain is an antenna, check this out. You have trillions of neurons in your brain. Every neuron literally has a receiver and a transmitter. Did you know that? No. Crazy when you think about that, a transmitter and a receiver. So you are tuning into the quantum field. You're tuning into the field of consciousness, just like a radio station, right? Just like radio waves. They're being broadcasted every day. So constantly right now, we have waves passing us by. If you would actually tune your dial to a radio station right now, you would hear the radio waves that are actually passing by. But if you're not tuned into it, you don't hear it. So what happens is 
when you are receiving positive thoughts, you're tuning into a higher frequency, a positive frequency. When you are receiving negative thoughts, it means you are tuned into a lower frequency. And that is why when you have negative thoughts, what happens is the negative thoughts come in, they lower your frequency of your brain. So they actually impact the hardware, the software impacts the hardware of your brain and literally cause you to now tune into a lower and lower frequency. It's like you're tuning that dial more and more to the negative. And that's why we have more and more negative thoughts that come after we have initial negative thoughts. It's why we have downward spirals. It would explain all of that. So this is not a neuroscience right now because I've I'm, I'm been reading all the books, trying to find out what are they saying? What's the prevailing wisdom and theories right now? And most of it believe that the, the thoughts are in the brain. No, the, the brain's the hardware. It's where the activation happens. They're missing it. They're not seeing it. Once you understand this paradigm, it makes sense how you and why you need to tune into positive thoughts instead of negative thoughts, because it's literally life or death. The negative thoughts will actually bring you down, lower your frequency. The positive thoughts really nourish your antenna, strengthen your antenna. Now you're tuning into love and joy and peace and hope. And the more you do it, the antenna gets stronger and stronger. The more the negative thoughts come, it gets weaker and weaker, that antenna, that frequency, lower and lower. And that's why we see people's lives get worse or get better over time. Does that make sense? It couldn't make any more sense, if I'm being honest. VMI Sports is the premier and fastest growing brand in sports nutrition, bar none. Their products help me clang and bang in the gym and facilitate consistently faster PRs, marathon after marathon, no big deal. A few products that I personally want to brag about are as follows. The KXR pre-workout. Full dose of beta-alanine for strength and endurance and has ingredients for cognition and focus, having me sharp as a tack. I also want to mention their Proto-Lite Protein, consisting of 100% whey isolate, which is easily digestible and facilitates hydration. And my personal favorite has the best flavors in the market, such as vanilla cake batter and cinnamon crunch. If you want to combine feeling and looking like a billion dollars in all facets of life and during your workouts, go to VMISports.com, use code CLS, and thank me later. I only partner with the best, you dig? And ironically enough, my brother, whom I love so much, my older brother, my only sibling, my best friend, he asked me last week, we're having one of our chats, and he said, how the hell did you go from being in that dark place a few years back um, where like whenever I would hang out with you, it was 50-50. It was the good Craig or the irritable one to literally being the happiest cat in the world. And, and the answer is what you just said. And it was because I was so conditioned to thinking negatively that it began to compound. And, and that was my go-to. But but once I really became aware and realized that I have a choice and, and I started thinking, well, go right, positivity. Now, all of a sudden, you become that vibrational match for all the abundance out there, and you kind of let go or at least diminish the thoughts of scarcity and negativity and all that stuff. Yeah, because there's negative thoughts coming in that try to instill you with fear. And then there's a frequency of love. What am I tuning into? Fear and love. What does fear do? Divides. The word anxious literally means divided at its Greek root word. So fear and negative thoughts separate you and they divide you and they weaken you. Think about it. Positive thoughts, love. What does that do? That unites you, unity, strength, and power. So when you are oneness, you have oneness and you are one, you feel power and strength. Positive thoughts bring about oneness and connection. Negative thoughts bring about 
division and weakness. You can see it play out in your life. You become more powerful. You become stronger. You become a better leader. You become a, a stronger team. So in the new book, I talk about like leaders with integrity. The word integrity comes from the word integer, which means whole and complete. So a leader who is whole and complete, they have oneness, they have strength. There's no gaps, but other leaders, like a narcissistic leader or a leader with a big ego, ego stands for edging God out. So you're not one, you're now separate. And the more you're separate, you feel like you have to now have this sense of power that ego arises. And now it's false power though. It's actually weak power. It seems powerful, but it's weak because it's connected to self. It's not connected to something greater. It's not oneness, it's separateness. As a result of that, you become very weak. So every day you're either becoming more one and whole or or weaker and experiencing the holes, H-O-L-E-S, in your soul, if that makes sense. So good. So, so good. Uh, just love all of this. And ego, yes. Um, my edging, goodness. edging God out, right? Like ego, people with big ego. Why do they, why do they think they're God? Cause they're separate. So they have to be their God. Guys, if you guys are available right now for this call, I will be as bold to say this is a seven figure call. If you take what John is saying and you begin to apply it, your life will change instantaneously. Now it's not easy, but it's simple. You have to be available for it and then take action. I'm going to ask John two more questions and then I'm going to open it up to you guys for support. John, this is something that I've always done since I started CLS. And I think it's one of the big reasons why I've been successful. And you sum it up perfectly and I want you to touch upon it. The first step is to take the first step even before you believe. Yep. I wrote that, right? Take the yes, third, first step. Yes, you <laughs> so, so you may not believe initially, right? But you got to take the first step. And I'm not talking about fake it till you make it. I'm talking about act like you belong because you do. Like you do belong. You are worthy. You deserve to be. You're, you're here to do great things. You got to trust that there is a bigger plan for your life, that you're not here by accident. So guess what? I'm fearful. I am scared, but I am going to take the first step in faith. I think Martin Luther King Jr. said, you don't have to see the the whole staircase. Just take the first step, right? So that's what you got to do. Take the first step. And as you do that, and this is a a seven-figure call. Why? Well, I've worked with the top leaders and the top companies on the planet. I've worked with the top sports teams on the planet. I was just texting with Dak Prescott, right? I text with Damian Lillard. A lot of these coaches, a lot of these teams to help them reach the highest level to win championships, to have success. These principles work. And when you do focus on the positive, it changes everything in your life. And it's not Pollyanna positive. It's not about seeing the world through rose-colored glasses. It's knowing that you have the power to overcome the thorns. It's not about ignoring reality. It's about maintaining optimism, belief, and faith in order to create a better reality. And sometimes we say hope is not a strategy. Hope's not a strategy. It's a strategy to take one more step, one more day. Have hope for one more step, one more day. And as you do that day after day, what happens is the hope plus the action will lead to the results that you want. But we got to have the hope. That's it. And and I apply that with everything. And guys, as you know, we, we just announced our CLS Live event in February. And let me be radically honest. Like I didn't have all the pieces together, but I took steps and then we announced it. And a couple of massive speakers then approached me and said, how can I contribute? How can I get involved? And that's me being 100% vulnerable, guys. And I'm also going to put the intention out there uh, that Johnny will be the guest speaker at the third event. So there's that. I'm there, Craig. You know, just anything you're doing, I'm there. Done. I know. I know. 
I, I want more of you in my life, of course. All right. Um, there's so many questions you can ask, but but of course, I want to give everybody access to you. Uh, this is one that I'm really interested in, John. You know, because we've had some really awesome private conversations about my faith and so forth. And I grew up Jewish, as did you, which might surprise people. I'm not sure. Um, but what's most important to me is my relationship with God more so than religion and my faith with him. And I really quadrupled down with him over the last couple of years and probably not a coincidence of all the miracles and blessings in my life. But also something that I believe in is the quantum and the universe and energy and all that stuff. I'm curious, what is the difference between God or your faith and then the universe and all that energy stuff? Or is wow, it what a, what a great question. And what's what's so interesting about it is it's all connected. It's all one. It's not separate. Like we think science and spirituality are, are separate. Science is the search for truth. So the more we study science, the more science is is uh doing studies and so forth the more it will reveal the truth that we already know and so someone wrote everything is connected we all are one that's the ultimate principle we are one and then there's a force that tries to divide that is separate so there's this universe right one song we live in the universe the one song and the universe is the ocean. It's the medium. It's the quantum field that we are living in. And that's our sense of, of consciousness we're experiencing in this field. We're also a soul, a spirit. Our mind and soul are one and the same. We have a spirit. And then we have a physical temporary body. It looks physical, but actually you study atoms. Atoms are 99.9999% empty space. So the building blocks of our bodies are empty space. Try to figure that one out. We are made of pure empty space, energy. We are more light beings than we are physical beings. And once you understand that, then frequencies and everything else make so much more sense. But here's the thing. Since we are these light beings and we're a soul mind living a temporary body, a temporary reality, what you understand is that there is a spirit that we are part of and our spirit is connected. Our spirit is connected to God's spirit, the infinite spirit. So they're, they are one. And the more you have that connection, that's when you feel the love, joy, peace. If you've ever been in a moment of oneness of the zone experience, you know what it feels like in sports or in music. You have felt that oneness. That's what I'm talking about. When your spirit and God's spirit become one, it's so powerful. But there's also been many times in our life when we felt separate when we feel disconnected and our soul knows there's something more. Our soul knows we're disconnected. It wants for and longs for connection. What happens is the problem is, is so often we feel separate. We fill the hole in our soul with imitations, with things that don't make us feel better, with addictions and drugs and everything else that we're really trying to grab the feeling of oneness, but we wind up putting all these cheap imitations in the hole instead, only separating us more and more. Craig, does that make sense so far? And so once you understand this, there's a hole in our soul, what needs to happen? Healing needs to take place. So we're living in a universe that God created this energetic universe that we're living in, right? And then there's a spirit between God's spirit from the internal connected to our spirit. So we're eternal beings living a temporary space-time reality because when we die, we turn to dust. But the soul is still there. The soul is still connected to the eternal. So this is why everything matters. Like you have to ask yourself, if everything is temporary, why would our lives even matter? Why would we care? Why do you even care? Well, about heaven. Why would you care about heaven? 
you know, if that happens after you die. It's because appearance is temporary, but the soul and the essence is eternal. So every day you're living, right? an eternal reality in this very single moment. So the love that you give to it, the care that you give to it, the excellence you bring to it, that's what matters most ultimately. The essence you're putting into everything in your life, that's an eternal essence in this world. I know I'm going really deep, but once you understand this, you can see how it's all connected. So here's the other thing. Once you understand it's oneness and separateness, then what you really understand is that there's an evil that's trying to divide and there's a God who loves you that's always trying to unite you back to oneness. So love, right, brings you back to oneness. Fear divides. Why would there be fear? Why would there be negative thoughts? Why would there be hatred? Because there's a force of evil. There's a force of always trying to separate you from the oneness you're meant to experience and separate you from God. That's the narrative of the universe. Look at Harry Potter, Black Panther, Superman, Wonder Woman. Every story is a battle of good versus evil. So once you understand that, you'll start to see how these forces are always trying to keep you from your destiny, call you to less, say you're not enough, say you are not meant to make that happen. It's not for you. You should be unworthy. You don't deserve this. These negative thoughts come in always attacking you in the place of your identity, but there's this higher frequency of God always calling you for more, that you're here to do something great. You're here to achieve. You're here to build something amazing. I didn't make you to be average. I called you to greatness. Why? Well, you God is greatness and we're made in the likeness and the image of God. So once you understand that, then it makes total sense that we are meant to move towards oneness, not separateness. But what, what separates shame, guilt, fear, the wounds of our past, the traumas we've been through, these life experiences happen because evil's always trying to keep us from the love and oneness we're meant to happen. But what heals? Love and forgiveness are what heals and restores you back to oneness. And that's the journey of life, moving from the holes in our souls, the wounds that we have, to the healing we're meant to experience, to become who God created us to be in a relationship, a relationship with the creator of the universe. So God is not a religion, it's a relationship. And the cool thing about this, our Jewish story of Adam and Eve eating the fruit, that's an ancient Jewish story. That's not a Christian story. It's a Jewish story. So it's really cool when you think about that. That's all about the separation of man and women from God. What I just talked about, divide, separateness. That literally is an ancient Jewish story that exposed and revealed the truth thousands of years ago, talking about the human problem is separation. And that's what actually talks about separation, division. And we're experiencing it to this day playing out. And we know in our soul, as people know I'm speaking the truth because it's resonating with them. And then thousands of years later, God created a solution to unite man and woman back to himself through love and forgiveness. And that's what came, made me believe what I believe. I came to believe in Jesus because I saw, oh, separation was the problem. God brought Jesus to restore and unite man and woman back to God through love and forgiveness. Makes so much sense. And that's why I have the faith that I have. Wow. Okay. I want to just take a second. Does that make sense? It could. Yes. Yes. Guys, when I say this is seven figure call, if you don't, I just, I challenge you to understand why, because everybody wants strategy. Okay. But how do, but once you get, once you're connected to source and you're vibing high, you're available, everything else will come. You have to be in this frequency first before any strategies can imagine. So that's why if you guys really work on this, your life will change in instant. I want to ask you this based on what you just said, John. So temptation, right? AKA the snake in the garden. Yes. Is, would, do you think that possibly this just came to me? 
that temptation is put there to provide us an opportunity to overcome it so that we can gain even more spiritual light than as if the temptation wasn't there in the first place? Or no. am I too deep? Look, you know, it's wild. Look what I have. This is a thing. Bang! Temptation. <laughs> this is going in the book. Everything we're talking about, like, literally is in the new book. Oh, uh, right? so good. Okay. This is oneness. This is separateness. Temptation causes you to look towards separateness. So good. Because And because you don't feel one, you feel separate, you're now easily tempted because you're looking at the temptation and then that leads to sin. You're looking outside, you're choosing things that are fake, not real, and you're believing the lie that this thing will make you feel better. Sin never delivers what it promises because it's based on a lie. So you go from what happens is we go from knowing the truth to seeking because we are searching our way back home. In our searching our way back home, the enemy knows how to distort our thoughts and lies to choose things that are really not good for us. And so people say, what do you do, John? Well, I do the same thing counterfeit experts do. They don't study all the fake money. They study the real thing. They study the truth so well and the real thing so well, they can easily spot the lies and the counterfeits. And so the more you do this, the more you will actually be able to resist temptation when you know you're one. It's because you're feeling separate that leads to that. Does that make sense? Yes. So this book, this book's going to explain it all. And I break it down. I take them through like I wrote it's, it's three books in one, but it's only like it's only like 80 pages of a word doc. So it's I'm actually feel like I'm sharing the secrets of the universe and our existence within three short little books that are going to get you to understand how it all works. And once you see how it all works, it's like, you're going to be able to be like a master Jedi in this world, creating the world instead of the world affecting you. I can't wait. And for anyone that's on the call today that might not be super uh, into faith, whatever the case would be, maybe when John mentions the word like the enemy or the opponent, maybe to you, that's ego or scarcity right? Or uh, imposter syndrome, it, it, but it's the same concept. And, it's and John, the root. Yeah, the, yeah. Well, imposter syndrome is going to be the root. Like again, why would you have imposter syndrome? Because we don't feel worthy. And when you don't feel worthy, guess what? You now have to be perfect. You feel you have to be perfect. You have to perform in order to feel worthy. So perfectionist and unworthiness, actually two sides of the same coin. I have to be perfect to get validation. When you know that your identity comes from not you, but from, again, a creator who created you, or if if you want to say love, you are love because you're always one with the love, right? That's the key. If you want to say love, you are one with love. Well, guess what? You don't have to do anything, right? To achieve that, to be that. And so that would get rid of unworthiness or your need for being a perfectionist, but one in the same coin. Imposter syndrome, you feel separate. You don't feel worthy. And so you feel like, who am I to be doing this? And then when you are performing, doing well, you don't feel like you belong for the same very reason. You don't feel one. Instead of knowing the truth that you're here for a reason, you're believing the lie that you're not. And that's why that comes up. This is actually an eight-figure call. (laughs) This is, I mean, guys, just a show of hands. Uh, how many of you guys are going to get John's new book? See that, Johnny? That's one way I could support. I appreciate that. Yeah, I want people to read it just to, to make a difference in this world. I just knew, you know, it's, you know why I wrote it and why I knew I needed to get it out now. All, I summer, I, all summer, I was teaching it on the phone yeah. to all these athletes and coaches. And then I taught it to two teenagers who were struggling with depression and suicidal thoughts. And literally both did a 180 and are doing amazing that it changed their whole paradigm 
and literally change their life. I'm like, okay, I need to get this out there to save lives because so many of the young people are believing the negative thoughts and tuning into the negative frequency and evil literally is destroying their life. Once you understand that, you don't have to, you don't have to believe the lies. You got to start speaking the truth and living in that truth. And you start walking in that truth and that power. Nutrition Solutions offers the best healthy meal prep options for health, wellness, weight loss, and improved performance. The customer service and support at Nutrition Solutions is unbelievable and second to none. And when I travel for my marathons, the meals are waiting at my hotel. I don't even have to break a sweat. Even their protein donuts and breakfast items are made with fresh organic ingredients. I love Nutrition Solutions' reliability, quality, and all-around lifestyle that they represent, which is world-class. To get both physically and mentally fit, go to NutritionSolutions.com and use promo code CLS25. Thank me later, you dig. You've written so many classics and so many unbelievable epic books it feels like this one is like your life's work into it's another it's another level like i've been i've been like i i wrote about in the book like when i was teaching positivity yep so we got to go deeper like everyone says oh you got to be positive because it helps the brain but how and why like how and why like mel robbins always says oh the mind is a jerk tell me mel how is the mind a jerk why is the mind a jerk the mind's not a jerk the, the mind is not a jerk. The mind is a, a soul. It's a spirit, right? If you, if you talk about the brain is a jerk, the brain's not a jerk. The brain is a hardware. It's activation. It's where it happens. So once you understand how thoughts work and how thoughts interact with the brain, you'll understand mental health. So this summer, like everything became so clear, like a download that I knew I was like tapping into something of, of another realm that I needed to share this. And that's why I wrote it. And, you know, it's scary sometimes because you go into a level where it's easier just to say, feed that positive dog. (laughs) You know, it's easier to talk about smiling and gratitude. But this is sort of like this will explain why meditation works. It will explain why mindfulness works. It explains why yoga works. I love namaste. Right. I was a Buddhist. I was a new ager. I love namaste means the spirit in me bows to the spirit in you. Think about that. We're not separate. We are one is what it's saying. Think about that. Would we pollute or litter if we knew we were one with our environment and one with everything in the universe? We only pollute and we litter because we actually feel separate. And out of our separation, we act in evil ways and don't take care of our, our very own world, right? The world we're living in. And so think about it. The more you feel one, you would treat the environment better. The more you feel with one with someone else. And you recognize namaste. I'm going to treat you like I would treat me. I want to love you. Like I know that you're here to love me. And everything changes when you have that mindset, everything. It's because we feel separate. I even wrote about racism in there. I said, racism is actually the feeling of separateness, looking outside, seeing color, not seeing the soul, but seeing color or ethnicities and thinking that your race is better than another race, which is the ultimate lie. So once you realize that, you can see how that comes about as well. Everything comes down to separateness and oneness. Unbelievable. Guys, raise your hand if you want some access to John. We'll take a couple of questions. Also, screenshot, story, all these. I will restore every single one. And Johnny, one thing that I think is really cool and I want to acknowledge you for, of course, all the hands come up right away, is that you, this is really deep stuff for you, but you're evolving as a human, right? Just like... And I love that you do like, there's a lot of people out there that respectfully talk about the same shtick for 20 years. And that's great. But like, at some point you want something a little refreshing. 
I like to talk about content that's related to my life as I experience it, like getting hit by the car and stuff like that. And you're in, in another level now. And this is what excites you right now in this season of your life, right? Right. Exactly. And I'm, I'm growing. I'm, I'm learning. I mean, I'm reading literally, I'm reading, uh, all these books now, literally brain energy. I'm reading and I'm reading new, new, these new books, Mindsight, which actually talks a lot about relational psychology. I'm reading the prevailing sort of thinking out there right now to see where neuroscience is, because I know to be able to explain this and to be able to counter this, there are going to be people that say, oh, no, the thoughts don't exist outside of the brain. They're in the brain. No, I'm going to be able to. No, no, they don't. And here's why. And so the more I can understand the language they're talking about, the more I'm able to explain it and counter it, because I know some are going to come after me saying, I don't believe your theory is right. Well, they're okay to have different opinions. And I will go in with the mindset is my theory may not be right, but this is why my theory makes sense. And it's hard to refute when you realize how much sense it makes. So I'm really, I'm passionate about it. And, you know, I think it's okay to talk about the same thing for your entire life if that's your calling. But I do feel like everything in my life brought me to this moment to teach these lessons that I'm going to teach they're going to impact a lot of people's lives and souls. So that's why I feel like everything brought me to where I am right now to do this. And I've got to write this and do this before I leave this earth. Like that's what I'm here to do. Hell yeah. Amen. Love it. Uh, guys, let's be respectful with the questions. Let's make them short and sweet, you know, ask a quick question. Uh, and, and also John, just real quickly, how, how excited are you to read the reinvention formula? Are you kidding me? Cause it's, cause it's from you. I want to read about how you reinvented and how others can too. So yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. All right, guys, uh, let's take some questions. Amber. Hi, so grateful to be here. Hi, John. Thanks so much for your time. Uh, my name's Amber, uh, coach, author, speaker. And my question to you is this, I'm working on my second book and being someone who's written and published so many amazing, powerful books, I'd love some insight into what is your process? Do you have any specific rituals on each book? Is it different for everyone? I would just love some thoughts on that. I just, I think, John, before you answer, I just think it's so special, so amazing, and so cool that Amber is speaking to John Gordon right now. I just love life, and I just want to acknowledge all of you. Take it away, Johnny. I love that Amber is, and I love that you're you're working on another book. That's awesome. So for me, it's about getting up in the morning, not getting on social media, not checking email. I've got to do the writing first thing. If I don't, and I get on social media, check email, I'm done Like for the day already. like It's not good. So I've got to literally start writing first thing. Then I'll write. I'll go take a walk. I will pray. I will get new ideas. I come back. I write some more. And then I'm done for the day. I'll try to edit what I wrote at night. Think about it in a new way. Um, get some new ideas while I'm reading it. I'm editing a little bit. I'm getting some ideas. Then I'll write those notes down. And then I'll begin again the next, the next morning. So I wrote... This new book, um, what, 27,000 words, I'd say, over Christmas break, starting around December 9th or 10th, you know, finishing January 2nd or 3rd. And that's my process. Usually, each each book takes about three and a half, four weeks to write. I'm unique. Most books take longer for people. That's just how I work. And I do it at that point. And every December, I try to write you know, a, a new book, but yeah, that's my, that's my process. And, um, hope that helps you with your process. But I think key is I'm open. What's meant to come in. A lot of times I'll have these new ideas that will be coming and I know I have the gist of it, 
And now it's about putting the puzzle together. But the coolest part for me, and I don't know if you've experienced this, is as I'm writing, I know that it's special. It doesn't happen for a few weeks. It takes about one to two weeks for it to happen, maybe two. The book starts to tell you what comes next. Ooh. Like it literally starts to tell you what comes next. And all I'm doing is literally putting the pieces together and what needs to go in there rather than even trying to think about it. It tells you what comes next. When my characters and my fables start speaking to me, I'm like, okay, it's really cool. It starts to let you know that you're onto something with this book. Juggernaut, John Gordon in the flight. Amber, great question. Great question. Uh, Yeah, this is awesome. Uh, The Prince, Dan Stowell. Hey, John, thank you so much for your time. It's been an unbelievable call so far, six figure for sure. And um, I was listening to a podcast that you did with Craig and um, just like going back to your uh, experiences when you were 31, just making that switch to become a writer and speaker, like what advice would you give to yourself during that time? Like maybe you had like some challenges that you had to overcome or just like what's something big that you would um, recommend for yourself? No, it's funny. It's everything I wrote about in the energy bus and the carpenter pretty much like and training camp. Like those are the books I wrote sort of following my passion, my calling to do it, writing to myself and almost to others who wanted to follow along that path. And it really was just to believe, to trust, to create with love instead of fear more than anything, like love casts out fear. So the minute you focus on loving the process and loving the writing and loving what you're doing, fear will dissipate. And I think so often we allow fear to keep us from the work we're meant to do or becoming who we're meant to be. And the key is love the battle, love the competition, love the process, love the challenge, love all of it. The minute you focus on love, fear has no power over you. And to me, that's the greatest mental performance mental toughness tool known to man and women. I'm a better human being for this conversation. So great question, you. Dan. Yeah. Love the battle. Unbelievable. Yeah, I think it's more than six figures though. Can we say seven or eight figures? Yeah. At least eight <laughs> figures. Dan. You better think a little bigger. About no, Dan, see that's ego right there. Talk about that. Who cares about figures? Numbers mean nothing. Heart and soul mean everything. And the money's just a byproduct. Exactly. Oh, your money. always. that's the other thing, Dan. Invest in the root and you'll get great fruit. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> my, my my whole life has been about investing in the root, not the fruit. And it's taken longer than, than some to have the success I've had. But then you see it compound and multiply and you realize all the, all the years of your life, just investing in the root and doing things the right way over time, pay off. That integrity creates wholeness, which creates more and more success. Whereas if I had a lot of gaps, eventually those gaps will cause the break in the foundation. Yup, that's correct. Billionaire Mark Cuban is motivating entrepreneurs daily with his three commas line of apparel, accessories, and coffee. Three commas has the softest suede crutis, a great line of accessories, and the best direct trade Colombian coffee. Join the three commas club on Instagram at three commas or visit their website three commas.com to learn more. Thank me later, you dig. My goodness. Can you imagine some of you guys are new to the family, you're hopping up for the first time and, and you're interacting with John Gordon. So special. Uh, Kelly Siegel in the house, who I met through John. That's literally what I was going to say, uh, John. I met you, or I met Craig 
listening to your podcast. In the middle of the podcast, I was working out, and I had to stop and see who this guy is. It's the same name as me, and we've been friends ever since. But I want to commend you for your staying power in this uh, personal development game. I re- I remember printing off the one word worksheet off your website years and years ago when I read the Energy Bus. Didn't even know what personal development was, what this uh, would lead into. So your staying power is great. I've read every single one of your books. Uh, thanks, Which Kelly. one is your favorite? Thanks, Ooh. Kelly. For, thanks, Kelly, for reading them. Thanks for saying that. Uh, definitely training camp. I mean, the main character, pursuing excellence. Yep, there it is right there. Striving to be his best. Damian Lillard read it twice before his rookie season to remind himself how great he would need to be in the NBA and how hard he would have to work. And he read it twice. And that's how we became friends, you know, reached out to me after his rookie season, one rookie of the year. So many different professional athletes will read it and business people will read it. But, but it's my favorite because it's about excellence, but it's really about you have to overcome your fear, find your faith to be all that you're meant to be. And it's a journey we all have to go on, right? Rocky Balboa. It's, it's creed. It's I've got to overcome my fear to ultimately become who I'm meant to be. And with that courage to really step into the unknown. And I just love that story. So that's sort of the, the, my Rocky story is training camp. I want to make it to a movie one day. So I would say it's my favorite. Now, now the energy bus is by energy bus, by far the most popular energy bus sold 3 million copies and still sells more than all the other books I think combined. So that's, that's something that's unique with the energy bus. Carpenter is probably my best book. The garden is my newest book in terms of, you know, there's the faith element to it and the overcoming the five D's, which I think is really powerful. But uh, I would say energy bus, definitely most popular, but training camp's my favorite. Now I'll read it again. Thanks. Yeah. And also I listened to an audio of the garden on one run. The guys, a lot of his books are short and sweet. And I called him right after and we had a book club right then and there. It was a great one, but I, I love that training camp and like all, whatever book that you're reading of John's, it might be about sports or, or so it looks, but it's really applicable for anything. So, so it's also beautiful. Uh, sin in the house. everybody oh my gosh i am blown away i just want to say eight figures nine figures ten figures i don't know how many figures i can't even count that high but john this is one of my first introductions to you and i just want to tell you we are like so on the same wavelength and i appreciate all of this time and wisdom i can't even tell you i have a question i'm new to the faith journey I believe love conquers all i believe love changes everything god wants everything to do with your heart right I have a question about worthiness. This word never, ever even came into my vocabulary as a kid. Nobody ever told me. But for some reason, it keeps coming up. And my passion is you. And I believe the root, right? It starts with you. I did write a book. It's called You Can Do Hard Things. And I'm passionate. Honestly, I'm passionate about you. And so where does that really come from? I'm curious. You've done all of this research. Where does the root of worthiness come from? Like, again, I struggle with it because I've never had that problem. I'm pretty confident. I love I love well. I love a lot. (laughs) But if I was with somebody or I knew somebody, how can we help them? Or how can I help them to kind of change that? Where does it come from? The feeling of unworthiness or worthiness that you're asking? Well, it's crazy because I, in all honesty, I didn't even, I never even thought of the word. So I'm going to say 
worthiness because I think that one is a little bit more that's what we're going for right you want to feel worthy right you want to get rid of any unworthiness that you feel so how do you how do you think that that we could help people with yeah that's great by the way I love the title of your book that's great that you can do hard things that's awesome thank you yeah you can do hard things I love that um so some people have already said in the chat which I just saw a couple of things pop up and I always say the genius is in the audience so I already know I'm not the genius. There's a collective genius in this group, first and foremost, that as you share this with each other, it's it's really powerful. Now, someone's saying the inner child, but I would like to know who the what what is the what is an inner child? People talk about the subconscious all the time. I asked Ed Milet this, and we even talked about it on his podcast. You know, everyone says subconscious. Tell me where your subconscious is. Tell me about your subconscious. What is the subconscious? No one can tell me, and scientists can't tell me. Your subconscious really is your soul. It's your mind, your soul and your mind, which is again from the eternal, right? Renewing and using your brain where the processing is happening to experience what you experience, to experience this energetic reality. So I would say that your unworthiness comes about when you don't feel connected and you don't feel one with God, with your creator, you, some call in the spiritual tradition, they call it source. There's a source and there's a power that you're meant to connect with. That's why every uh, addiction program believes in a higher power. Think about it. Higher power creates the connection right with you. And on your own, you're not powerful enough. Your will is not strong enough. But when you connect with this higher power and a community of people, there's now relational connection and community that is love. You feel value within that community, being a part of that community. And as a result of that, you recognize the value within you. And then from that, you're able to overcome the addictions and the separateness that you feel and have, if that makes sense. But I was talking to Erwin McManus, who's really brilliant. And I was telling about relational psychology and how all new research is showing that you heal in relationship with someone else, right? You heal in relationship, in a loving relationship, in a connection, in a trusting relationship. So you heal in that relationship. So we have these wounds that make you feel unworthy. So the, the, the unworthiness comes from the wound that you've had that said you're not worthy, that you made you feel less than, that produced shame and guilt that made you feel unworthy because of shame and guilt and what you have been through, right? So we have these feelings of unworthy and we heal through love and connection. So a lot of research is studying this now, but, but it says relationship and connection. So Erwin said, can you heal with a stranger? I'm like, no, because it has to be a loving relationship. He said, exactly. God can't be a stranger. It's not just a higher power. That's like a nothingness. It's, it's a higher power that is a personal a personal God that loves you and created you with love. And it's why we love. So when you feel that love, you feel that connection, you feel loved, you feel worthy, you feel oneness. Healing then takes place in that personal relationship. It's not impersonal. It has to be personal. And that's different than the universe. That's different than as I was a Buddhist where I, I believed in nothingness. I'm going to connect to nothingness. No, no. It's connecting to everythingness, not nothingness. It's not about non-attachment. It's about, no, I'm meant to be attached and connected with you and everyone and God, but we're all meant to be one. So it's not non-attachment, it's connection. So again, I'm not here to denounce any religion or anything like that. I'm, I'm, I'm here for the truth. I'm a truth seeker and I'm always trying to find the truth. And here's what's cool. 
You look for the truth and you will find it in every single place because the truth is the truth. The truth doesn't need the Bible to exist. The truth doesn't need Christianity to exist, right? It doesn't. The truth exists on its own. What I have found is I study the Old Testament and New Testament, separation and oneness. Old Testament is about separation. New Testament is about oneness. What I found was it actually just explains the truth. And that's the cool thing. It just explains it. But it's it's not like you have to be, like be a religious person, but just read the text to see you'll find the truth there if you're open. And that's what I realized. Oh, the truth's there. And I found God at 35, 36 years old, you know, after being, you know, I would say, I never was an atheist, but I always just believed in, in a God. And guess what? I never found healing because I was seeking, I was chanting, I was doing tapping, I was doing EFT, I was doing meditation and nothing worked. And then finally, when I said, please help me, please, I need help. I can't do it alone. Everything in my life changed. Does that make sense? Yeah, hell yeah. Guys, okay. we're we have time for probably one, possibly two more questions. Just real quickly. It wasn't meant to be a sermon today, by the way, guys, but here's the deal. The truth will always want to come out. And so I feel like we're sharing the truth with each other. And if we're open, the truth will set you free. I think that as if it was even possible, this quote even brought us closer together. The way John speaks, just a show of hands, is John penetrating your soul today? Yeah. So John, you made that impact today at the very minimal. Uh, love you. Uh, we'll take maybe one more, possibly two. Uh, Christina. Ex Navy SEAL, no big deal. Hi, thank you for uh, this opportunity. This is priceless. I just came into the family just a few weeks ago or less, and I am so blessed. Uh, John, I love everything you stand for, your books, uh, and I would love to read what you didn't yet publish now. I'm so ready. Um, so my question is this. I worked behind the scenes for two decades, you know, helping Navy SEALs develop their language and culture program. And I loved what I did, but I was literally behind the scenes. And, and now I decided to take this solo and go out and bring the same type of training, but to the corporate world. What, like listening to all um, your wisdom what piece of wisdom advice would you give to someone that comes from government to the corporate world, from no social media to complete social media, from zero followers to now like five? Uh, like, but I still have a message, but I don't know how to jump. And uh, I know my worth and I know what I have, but I still am scared because I don't know. It's like a completely new world for me. Okay. I have, yeah, I have two minutes that I have to get on a podcast, a podcast with the guy who wrote brain energy. Actually, I'm going to start, I'm going to ask him a lot of tough questions about the brain, by the way. So I can't, <laughs> I can't wait to see what he says to me. So, um, so real quick, I love that you're doing this. The key is know what you stand for. Once you know what you stand for, every decision you make is easy and know that you have this brand you want to build and this, this work you want to do. And so it's about, building it and doing it and creating it and then being consistent. Like, this is what we do. This is how we do it. This is why we do it. This is the difference we want to make. And then I would do some programs, some pilot programs with some companies, you know, to get it out there even for free and do a couple of them, not a lot, but a couple. And as you do that, you'll be like, okay, I got this. I could do this. And you start there. 
And that's how you do it. You build it, you create it. And then it's just about how can I promote it, market it to more people, but just focus on one core product, one core offering, become known for that. And the more you do and you get it out there and you speak about it, you share about it, you write about it, the more people are going to be aware of what you do and how you do it. And then it will spread from there. So I had to do that with me. Speak. I called an author, said, I want to be like you. I want to speak more. What should I do? He said, John, speak. Just speak everywhere and anywhere and do that. I did 80 free talks. I talked everywhere and anywhere that led to other talks, which led to other talks and then led me to doing this work. I remember getting 500 to talk, then a thousand to talk. Then I'm like, all right, I'm 2,500 now. All right, I'm 5,000 now. All right, I'm 7,500. And I just kept going and going, 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 going. And that's how I do it. Now I'm 75,000, you know, so that's where mm-hmm. I go. So it's like, you just keep going, 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 but free, free for Craig, just so you know, free for Craig. <laughs> Johnny, thank you so much. All right, guys. Love, love you all. Time. Guys, send Johnny some love, and they're all going to shoot you some messages up. Go crush the podcast. I'll call you later. Love you. Thank right. you. Uh, love you all. Wow, guys. Stay on for one minute. Uh, that, that was incredible. I, I don't know about you guys, but if you guys are available to consume that, I, I really believe it's nine, ten figures. I think that this stuff is more important than, than specific strategies to tune in, to remove the interference. Um, wow. I, I'm just like a little bit emotional. This is what you guys can expect. From here on out, I'm leveling the fuck up. And, and, and this is just the beginning. So there's that. Tell a friend, tell two. Uh, John's amazing, guys. Take some screenshot stories. Uh, sends John some messages too. Um, I'm just I'm blown away how present he was, right? And stayed on to the last second before his podcast. Let me know who else you guys like to have as guest speakers in here. We'll start with questions from the people that didn't have an opportunity to ask them today with the next guest. We have Dr. Caroline Leaf coming in next month. No big deal. Uh, and we're just going to continue to grow as a family. My one wish, guys, aside from coming to CLS Live events so I could hug you all, is for you guys to connect with each other offline. That's what would make me happiest. I know that there's some massive relationships in here, either forming or waiting to blossom. This is invite only. It's an exclusive group. We say no to people. So everyone in here is definitely a special and extraordinary human being. So if you guys can do one thing for me, it's continue to connect with each other, support each other, however that means for you, whether it's liking someone's thing or hopping on a Zoom with them and all that stuff. I love you guys so much. We're going to announce a massive third special guest speaker for the Sales Live event on Monday. There's a couple of tickets left only because we got a bigger venue. I hope to see more of you guys there. Uh, there's about 40 of you coming already and, and a lot of people that are not in the membership that I can't wait to make intros for. I love you guys so much. Uh, screenshot all the things, tag me. Let's have an unbelievable rest of the day and unbelievable rest of the week. In the chats on Instagram and Facebook, drop some of your favorite takeaways from today. I'm like flying right now. I'm a little emotional. I just love you guys so much and, and I will do everything to continue to add value to your guys' lives. I, I love you. Thank you for being with me today, guys. Let's have a great rest of the day. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And follow me on Instagram at Craig Siegel underscore CLS, the YouTube channel Craig Siegel, and our website, CultivateLastingSymphony.com, where you could sign up for our email blast with all free trainings on all of our content. The best is yet to come.